0: All right, let's get started. All right, I've got some good news and some bad news. I'm gonna take the advice of Les Brown and give you the bad news first. That way, the good news is what sits in your spirit at the end of this. So the bad news first, time is not on your side. Here's the good news. Time is not on anybody's side. Time is the great Equalizer. Why? Because it's going to move forward, and the only thing we as humans can do about it is just go with the flow. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, or otherwise. It doesn't matter what your marital status is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you're sick or healthy. Time does not care. It will keep moving forward. If you get blessed with another day, that day is going to be 24 hours. And it will be the same 24 hours that everyone else gets. What makes the day good or bad, what makes the time well spent or wasted, is what you decide to do with it. Welcome to the Edge, folks. Let's get sharp. What is up, good people? This is Mike Savage, and I wanted to come on and personally thank you for listening to my podcast. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed it, give it five stars. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. If you want to keep up with my content, follow me on Instagram at Razor's Edge underscore podcast and on Facebook at Savage Lifestyle Solutions. If you want to reach me or book me to speak, reach out to me by my email address, michaelsavagespeaks at gmail.com. I love you and I look forward to hearing from you. So, last week, um, I knew I was going to preach soon. It just felt something in my spirit. But last week, I was going for a walk. I've been taking like these really long walks when I can get them in just for some exercise. So, last Sunday, I was taking one of these walks. And on my way back to the house, I got like this urgent message downloaded to my spirit so that's how I knew that I was getting ready to speak so um, I was walking and I was just about home wasn't focused on anything just kind of walk in listening to some music and then all of a sudden it was like somebody turned on a faucet real quick and then turned it off so the faucet came on and I heard in my spirit this thought don't be ignorant to the traps of the enemy he's trying to keep you stagnant fear procrastination indecision and distraction designed to stop all movement the only way to fail is to quit and then boom it just shut off and i was like so excited i was fired up i'm like all right cool so now i got something that i need to work on for myself that's what i thought but so i pulled my phone out and of course i took it took the notes so i wouldn't forget it i'm sure i was like god wants me to just work on this this is for me is what i thought And then later that afternoon, my mom sends me the text message, hey, can you preach next Sunday? And I was like, all right, I guess it's for everybody. So, (laughs) but anyway, so that's how I got the message. That's how we're going to get started. So the first point, if you have pen and paper and you want to write some things down, I need you to write down the caption and expect it in and expect it in this is one of the founding principles that I've basically been living my life on for the last few years. Um, it's one of the founding principles of my podcast and of my, my company, but, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, God has a plan for you. That's the point. God has a plan for you. And the only way for you to fail is if you give up, trust his wisdom and keep moving forward. And even the bad things have the potential to work out for your good. You just need to maintain the relationship with your heavenly father for i know the plans that i have for you says the lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope that's jeremiah 29:11 so there was a songwriter uh, i can't think of his name right now but he has that song he that has begun a greater work in you is grateful uh, is able to perform it until the day of christ jesus so understand that the god that we serve Has this thing where he goes all the way to the end of a thing. He sees it in his vision. He sees how he wants it to end. He sees how he wants it to turn out. And then he'll go back to the beginning and start. So that should give each and every one of us hope that God has a plan for us, that God has a destination and a destiny for us because we've already started. We were born, we're brought into this world, and now we are living our lives. Another scripture for you to uh, focus on Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will re- reveal who his children really are. That's Romans eight, eighteen, and 19. So we know we have not just a future, not just a destiny, but a purpose to be completed. And the world is literally waiting for us to be revealed another scripture. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and chose them to become his sons so that his sons could be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory nothing can separate us from God's love. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God be before us, who can be against us? That's Romans 8 and 28, all the way through uh, verse 31. So the point that I'm trying to make here is that as long as you are moving, God has a plan and a destiny. You can't fail as long as you keep moving. But again, you got to be aware of the tricks and the traps of the enemy. So understand that as long as you are moving, you're a problem for the enemy. He doesn't know your future. He doesn't know whatever goal that God has for you. So his purpose is to stop you by any means. And so even though you might find yourself in a difficult situation now, understand that the enemy knows who God is. Okay. He spent however long eons lifetimes in the presence of God serving at the master's table. So he knows how God operates. So even though he has no idea, um, what the next step is going to be. He does know that God can turn whatever situation around. If you think about it, Jesus, after he was baptized, after God spoke to him from heaven, the first place he was led to the, was the wilderness. So that's a negative situation, so to speak. But obviously that wilderness situation turned out to be the beginning of his ministry. So the first place he went was the, was the wilderness In the journey of Joseph, he had to go into a pit. He had to go into slavery and he had to go into prison. All of those were a part of the journey. The three Hebrew boys, they had to go into the furnace and that furnace situation was a part of their journey. For Daniel, he went to the lion's den and the lion's den was a part of the journey. So the enemy doesn't know which hardship or tribulation will eventually drop you into your destiny. So he's trying to stop all movement. So he understands God has a way. Of turning negative situations around. God has a way of turning struggle into strength. So his goal is to stop you. The devil is trying to kill you. If you're writing something down, I need you to write that down. The devil is trying to kill you. The enemy's purpose, his goal is to kill you. Um, John 10:10. The thief's purpose, this is his purpose, is to steal, kill, and destroy. God says that my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's the new living translation. So make no mistake. His goal is to take you out. But if he can't, then this is the next best option. So we understand that we do live our life in these 24 hour segments called days. So if he can't take your whole life all at once, he'll take little pieces of it by robbing you of your time. So he can take your life in small portions, then so be it if that's what he has to do. He wants to keep you distracted so that you can't complete your purpose. You only have a certain amount of time here So if you waste it, then his mission is accomplished. Even if it's just 15 seconds at a time on TikTok, even if it's just one episode at a time on Netflix, he's going to try to take your time. Now, I'm not trying to come against these things. Everybody needs um, a respite. You need an out. You need to be able to to relax. You need to be able to to veg out sometimes. Um, uh, As far as social media, as a small business owner, I understand social media is a, as, is a tool, okay? So we have to learn to use it and not just consume it, if that, if you understand what that means. Use it as a media outlet. Use it to support your business. Use it to um, to uh, market your stuff. But don't just sit there and just scroll, 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 scroll. Because that way, it's just robbing you of your time. And the same thing with television, I, I understand you need to veg out. I do it sometimes, too. I like watching TV. I love movies and stuff like that. But set a timer, set a limit on it. Make sure your purpose is still number one in your mind. Make sure um, understanding and, and, and establishing God's will in your life is still number one in your heart. So let's do some more scriptures. Let me illust- illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the home of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone stronger that that can tie him up and plunder his house. That's Mark 3:27. That's when Jesus was talking about the devil because jesus was casting out demons he was healing the sick and so once he cast out the demons some pharisees were like he can only cast out demons because he's a demon and jesus was like that don't even make proper sense because a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand so if i cast out demons in the name of a demon then what good is that kingdom that kingdom is tearing down itself you're being dumb OK, basically what he's saying is that you're an idiot. OK, so the only person that can actually bind a strong man is somebody stronger than him. So I'm stronger than the demons. I'm stronger than the devil. You feel me? Anyway, so I already read John 10, 10 next scripture. OK, the enemy wants to still kill and destroy. So basically his tactic is to kill you steal your testimony and destroy your legacy so that other peoples can't be inspired by what you've gone through. Um, I see a lot of this in the media (laughs) right now where um, people who have obviously they've done some negative things, but in the negative things, they've done a lot of good stuff, too. But all the good stuff is dismissed because of the negative. So this is why we need to make sure that our character is right before we move forward, sometimes you have to understand that when God is hiding you or God is taking things slow, I like to say God plays the long game. He's trying to work out some issues in you. He's trying to develop your character to the point so that when you are in the limelight, when you are on that big stage, your past is clean enough for you to be able to move forward and really leave a legacy of Christ and really um, establish His kingdom on the earth. So, some things about the enemy. Stay alert. Watch out. For your great enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He does this is what he does. Okay, this is what the enemy does. He walks around, he's looking for somebody to devour, he's looking for lives to take, he's looking for people to rob, he's looking for legacies to destroy. So make sure you are aware of that. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. That's Ephesians 6, 13. Again, all of these are coming out of the new living. Um, So make sure you got your armor on. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, and sword of the spirit so that we can go to war. I try to put it on every day before I walk out the house. Sometimes I put it on again as I'm walking into my job. Sometimes it, it bees like that. But in that coming day, understand but in that coming day no weapon formed against you shall succeed you will silence every voice raised up against you these benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the lord their vindication will come from me i the lord has spoken isaiah 54:17 i need you guys to understand this if you look at that scripture understand that the weapon formed against you shall not prosper the weapon formed against you shall not succeed but i also need you to understand that if it was prosperous then it would have killed you if it did succeed you would be dead the purpose of the weapon was to kill just hurt you, not to just maim you, not to just uh, create a miter inconvenience. So yes, it hurts. Yes, you might be struggling. Yes, you might be going through. But understand that if you are still here, you made it out. If you are still here, God is still um, working with you. Okay. So the last point that I need to make. Okay. Um, Let me read one more scripture. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Okay. So number three, the number three thing that I need you to write down is take action. All right. I know that I'm talking about time and how short it is, but I don't want to impart a sense of urgency in people. Please understand that I do believe that you're, if you are still here, you still have time. If you woke up this morning, if your mind still thinks, if your lungs are still breathing, if your heart is still beating, then you have time. So I don't want you to rush. I, want, I don't want you to think, hurry up, I gotta go. I just want you to be intentional with your time be intentional with what you do so last week I was watching some YouTube videos and the first one that I clicked on was this old guy doing calisthenics in the park okay he was 70 years old and when I tell you he was ripped he was ripped up. I'm talking about muscles on top of muscles. He had the six pack he was doing pull ups he was pulling himself up, then like doing flips over the bar. He was doing like trick push ups He was doing five over here, then jumping up, clapping, and doing five over. It was ridiculous this this what this dude was doing and he and he was seventy right so of course i I gotta see this I gotta check this out. you know what I'm saying so they sat him down and they interviewed him after he was done his workout. And the first thing he said was, I didn't start calisthenics until I was 40. I said, praise God. I said, hallelujah, because I'm 39 and I'm trying to get my life together now. So I know that if I keep going, there's hope for me. And so the other thing that he said that just really jumped out at me was that he said at 70, now he could do things that he couldn't do when he was 50. He said that at 70, he could do things that he couldn't do when he was 60 do. Sixty-two. So you mean to tell me that this man is stronger at 70 years old? He's more agile and more athletic at 70 years old than he was at 50 years old or at 40 years old. And I was like, okay, that's something to take note of. That's something to pay attention to, too. You know how YouTube does. Once you watch one video, they try to give you another video. That's just like the first one. So the next video that came up was an 80 year old woman who was a competitive bodybuilder. And she, like, wins these competitions. She's got, She said she has several first-place trophies, some second-place trophies, and a couple third-place trophies. But she says she thanks God for all of them. And the first thing she does when she wakes up every morning is she does her devotionals. And then she goes for a walk. And then she goes to the gym where she trains um, other women. So she has a large class of women between the ages of 30 and, like, 90 that she trains. And so this woman is 80 years old. And she's a competitive bodybuilder. And what she said was just out of this world. She said, I didn't start lifting weights until I was 70. Okay. Now I I know my grandmother is on this, this call. She done did communion. So if you can imagine Elder Elliot just at the gym, just bench pressing, just going, just talking trash to these young fellas. Like, do you even lift? Like, Cause I'm in here getting it in at 70 years old is when she started. So My point is, there is still time on the clock. I can take the example of my mother who went back to school and got her degree at 60, who published a book at 67. So what? You didn't start 30 years ago. Start today. Do it right now. You still have time to decide. You have time to move forward. Please don't think that I want you to rush. What I want you to do is make the most of the time that you have remaining. You can make a choice today to change one habit and it will change the next 10 years of your life. Okay? So let's let's just be aware of that. Okay? So, some other issues or some other things that you can do to take action today is to plan ahead. And this is something that for somebody like me has literally changed my life. So, um, about two years ago, I started uh, rethinking. the way that i operate so two years ago i start making my new year's resolution in like september october most people wait until december they wait until the, the holiday season november december some of them even wait till after christmas and they start working on their new year's resolution but i started treating myself and my life like a business so in businesses Whenever you start your company, that is your first year. So if you start in November, your year goes from November to November, not January to December. So I started thinking up my life like a business. I was born in November. So I start working on my New Year's resolutions around September. Okay, and that's what companies do. They split the whole year into four quarters, three months, three months, three months, three months. And then that previous quarter. They start working on stuff for the next quarter. So September, I started working on my New Year's resolutions and I start to execute um, late October, early November. And so it takes they say it takes between 21 and 245 days to start a habit. So it's about an average of 66 days. So I do it this way because I understand myself um, uh, for. For me, I know that I have a short attention span. So, I know that I can take on a new project and I'll be gun-ho about it for about 60 to 90 days and then if I don't see any results, if I don't see what I'm looking for after about 90 days, then I just quit. I just give up. And um it's not right, it's not healthy, but I'm trying to change that. So that's why I start setting stuff early. This is plan ahead, okay? So, now um by the time most people quit and so it's it's March now. So most people quit around March. Uh, And when I say most people, I'm talking about 70%. So 70% of the people that made that New Year's resolution in January, this is it. They're finished now. And they're like, 2023 will be my year, but I'm done now. So this 70%, I was a part of that 70% until about two years ago. Because now if I start in November, by March, I'm five, six months in. And so I'm already developing new habits I've already been at it for a hundred and so a hundred or so days so stuff is starting to change and so doing that has helped me a lot um so last year um what is around probably September so I I set the resolution that I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in 12 months so that was really hard (laughs) so but I made the resolution I said we're going to get it in all right I'm doing this and so um, now in March, I'm um, I hit the halfway goal last week, which was for me was 285 pounds. So um, I've kind of slipped up this week. I went back up to about 291 and then I fought back. And now I'm at 288 today. But we're going to we're going to keep going forward. We're going to keep moving and we're going to kill it. So this this year is my year for that. And um, I'm excited about it. So that's what we're doing. But anyway, so. Um, In March, where most people quit because I've been doing it for five, six months. Now I have the strength and energy. I even got the energy from that New Year's um, uh, that New Year's holiday and everybody's making resolutions and everybody's excited about the new year. So I was able to use that energy to kind of push me forward. And so now here we are now. So planning ahead is really going to help working out your own cycles working out your own issues is another thing being mature is super important that was the the theme for my last year is grow up (laughs) that was actually the theme for 2020 and 2021 like grow up like figure figure some stuff out it's time to stop being so moved and affected by your emotions it's time for you to grow up and do what you know is right because you know it's right. And so this year, um, my theme for this year is unrecognizable change. God is going to change us so much this year that by the end of the year or by the beginning of next year, we will be unrecognizable from what we were the year before. God is uh, changing some things, shifting some things, and he's not going to stop. So you know you better than you know anybody else. So do yourself a favor and work on you. I know for a fact, like I said, I have that short attention span. I also know that I get discouraged and I can speak negative, to, negatively to myself. I speak fear. I speak a failure to myself sometimes. So I had to change the way I talk. And I got this from a speaker named Rashawn Dozier. Um, I saw him on Instagram (laughs) Yes. And amen. I see that. So I saw him on Instagram. And as soon as I watched this video, I I followed him immediately. And he said, you got to change the way you talk. And he specifically talked about losing weight. So he said, when you lose something, your natural proclivity is to try to find it. So I don't say I'm losing weight no more. I don't even accept it as a compliment. Like, so people come to me, they're like, "Oh, you looking good? You lost some weight?" I said, "No, it ain't lost because I don't want to find it. I, I'm I'm not losing weight. I'm changing my life. I'm not on a diet. I'm changing my relationship with food. I'm I'm releasing weight. I'm setting it free. I'm firing the weight. I'm burning fat. I'm destroying it. I will say anything other than I'm losing weight because I'm not. I don't want to find it. I need some of the the thin saints." If you want some of this weight, let me know. I'll pray that God sends it right to you wherever you need it to go. God, take this weight and give it to my brother and sister in the name of Jesus. Give it to them. They need it, Lord. And and you are a God of more than enough. OK, I even speak to the scale now. Once I broke that 300 pound mark i was so excited and i looked in the mirror and i said it for about a week i will never be 300 pounds again i will never be over 300 pounds again i will never be over 300 pounds again and i haven't seen it since i started saying that um so i need to every weight goal that i that i achieve i need to start speaking that and i need to start acting like it so that's really all i have for you guys today i need you to remember just a few things number one And expect it in, all right? God has a plan for your life. He knows where he wants you to end up. And the only way for you to fail is for you to quit. And the number two thing that I need you to remember is that the enemy is trying to kill you. Be sober, be vigilant, be aware. Set the guard over your heart. Set a guard over your time, okay? Because that is the most precious gift that we have, all right? So set a guard over your time. And that last thing I need you to do is to remember, take action, plan ahead, and work out your cycles. Okay. All right. Now, final thought after this, I'm finished. Right. right? And obviously I'm going to give you time to work some things out before we move forward. As we know that that is my habit when I speak, but the final thought, I need you to be grateful, be honest, and be effective. If God blesses you with another day, the the least you can do is be grateful so when you wake up in the morning you take that first breath when you breathe it out let that be a thank you thank you God for opening my eyes thank you God that I'm still here thank you God that I get another day and another opportunity to live my life to do your will and to be effective on this earth the second thing that I need you to do is to be honest if God blesses you with more time I need you to be honest not just with the world be honest with yourself the worst lies in the world are the ones that we tell ourselves. and life is far too short for you to be living on these lies be honest with your shortcomings get the help that you need so that you can grow change and be better and the last thing that i need you to do is be effective use your time wisely know and understand your purpose and get it done and i need all of us to remember that we are not a mistake you my friend A solution. I love you, and I'll see you on the next episode.